0: And welcome to BodkaCast, uh, episode 387. I'm your host, Dustin, and with me today is Larry. Yes, I am. Thank you very much. Ben. What's up? And Aaron. Uh, as, uh, as usual, we'll be uh, talking about uh, some of the shows this season. Uh, but before we get on to those, we're actually going to be talking about a few movies that uh, uh, some of us watched here. Um, as all uh, oh. as always, you can find show notes at www.projectharri.net and audioentropy.com. Oh, uh, and okay, one more
1: thing to remember: yes, uh, you should put out a tweet asking for questions.
0: Yes, I should. Uh, let me go ahead and tweet that. I'll, I'll do that while uh, while um, <clears throat> I because I think all three of you watched the Tanya the Evil movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so I will tweet that out while you three talk about that movie first. Oh, it's pretty slick.
1: Well played. Well played.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's almost like there's okay, a reason so I'm the which host. One, which I'm occasionally of, competent. Which,
2: which, which one of us wants to be the ringleader of this discussion?
1: Okay. So... Uh, anyway, the only one of the movies that we're talking about that I saw was the Tanya movie, which was, well, a pretty awesome war movie overall.
2: Yeah, awesome would be the best word to describe the Tanya movie.
1: Oh yeah, I mean like well, and, yeah, and,
2: and no spoilers, but yeah,
1: yeah. Awesome. I mean they basically, basically, yeah, technically they up their game, up their game, you know, to movie level. When it came to the animation, so there was that, and uh, and the story was uh, story was pretty solid, and as a as, as a war movie, I thought the like the whole like the tactics and the strategies made sense.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, again, we're not going to go into a whole lot of detail because uh, the movie's already shown, but. Uh, you can get the uh, Blu-rays the end of I think it's August um, and it looks like from what I could read the deluxe version is the only one that might have subs on it the regular version definitely does but a word of warning you're going to be out a hundred bucks <clears throat> Yeah. By the, t- by the time you ship it over here so just just little things
0: I'm sure Crunchyroll will put it up at some point yeah. Oh, yeah. I imagine uh, it would also surely be getting like a U.S. release, right?
2: Well, yeah. See, that's the thing. For like that a physical copy? It, in the in the comments at the end of the movie between the directors, they, they were surprised that not only does it show in Japan, but it was showing in the States. And, you know, this was Crunchyroll, so yeah, maybe... I'm trying to remember if it's... Li- I don't think it's li- It's licensed through Crunchyroll, but Crunchyroll doesn't have a media division, do they?
0: Uh, they've gotten
1: pretty big lately, so they probably do.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure if they have, like, a physical publishing arm. Yeah, you know, it's uh,
2: not like... Uh, Viz or somebody like that. It'll be interesting to keep an eye out, because uh, I'm sure... With the response that it got stateside, that uh, you know they're going to look and say, "Oh, we going to push the cash cow out in the barn?" No, don't think so. Anyway, so, uh, continuing on. Right. So.
1: <coughs> so the other so. One of the other interesting, one of the other things this movie does is I think it dials back, uh, well, Tanya's evil somewhat from where it was in the show. At least in the later episodes of the show. So it's like, you know, so it's, uh, so it's a bit less of, uh, you know, atrocities, you know, and it, it's sort of, I know. Uh, gives Tanya a bit more nuance as a character.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Well, in her mind, I mean, a the big spoiler is her how her opinion on war has changed from the anime series to the movie.
1: Uh. Yeah.
2: And I'll leave it there right
1: that means y'all going to have
2: to find the movie and watch it because we ain't going to tell you hardly nothing but it is awesome it is funny and the last oh do yourself a favor there's going to be a sequence of about two or three minutes where there's drawings it's not the ending the ending of the movie is when the credits show up if you decide to say oh yeah all these pictures of Tanya is nice don't worry about it oh no You'll miss the best part if you don't watch
1: the last three minutes. Yeah, that, yeah. There's basic. Yeah, there's basically there's another scene in like in the middle of the in the middle of the closing credits between like between basically the first ending theme song and the second ending theme song. Yep. Uh, that's one of the things they do in this. That's one of the things they do in this movie. Is they have. Uh, yeah, they have uh, scenes in the middle of the closing credits. And,
2: uh, I, I guess the other thing I'll say is if they get, take a second season and take it off of where the movie ends, if you watch the first season and don't watch the movie, you're going to be extremely confused on the second season. Hopefully, if they do it, they'll put in a recap episode. But yeah, the movie the movie is definitely a setup for a second full season.
3: Or a second. Oh, movie. so it's
0: like a bridge into the next season. Oh yeah. I, okay. I okay. wouldn't
3: necessarily say that, with the exception of introducing the one new-ish character. The you could continue on with the story without knowing the movie.
2: Yeah, but where she ends up at the end.
3: Yeah, a little, but that immediately does stuff. So.
2: Yeah. Well, like I said, it, it the movie's worth watching.
3: Yes, definitely. Uh, yeah. Yes. Of course, you're not going to be able to watch it now for till August. A determined amount of time. Yeah, uh, yeah. but but the,
1: the other big thing about the movie is it was funny uh, because what they they really play up the uh, they really one of the things they play up the farcical quality of uh, what's happening with Tanya, uh, uh, which I really also... appreciate. That was a, that was one of like the best things about the show.
2: And, and, and they also play up world politics on a humorous level.
1: Oh yeah, lots of uh yeah, lots of lots of cute uh his, lots of cute historical references which I got
2: and I got That's very good. And but it's like everybody around Tanya didn't get it because rem- we have to remember Tanya is from the future.
3: Well, alternate timeline future, but yeah.
2: Yeah. So she's yeah. mumbling things that aren't going to happen for another 40, 50 years. Alternate timeline-ish. Yeah. Alright, you want to give a rating It did to surprise movie?
3: me that they opened up the movie like they did, and that's one of the things that I don't like about, uh, I don't think they did it in the anime, but it, it's in the manga as well. Um, that I don't like that they did that, because it kind of ruined stuff. Oh
1: yeah they they have a they have a flash they have a flash
3: forward in the uh, yeah that explains some stuff and I I wish they hadn't done that in the I, I wish they hadn't done it in the source material to begin with but it uh, does it did feel weird to put it at the beginning of the movie because it doesn't really have anything to do with anything that's in the movie
2: well it's a setup for a couple of comments throughout the movie
3: guess anyway it was very good go see it once you can eventually Um, I
2: I would not be surprised if Crunchyroll doesn't put it on their premiere end of it before they've released if they're going to release a blu-ray in this country I just hope they find a decent staff to dub it
3: because you know anything that's released in this country is going to be dubbed has the and that's not true there's been a ton of anime that have been released here subbed only okay and has the uh, first season gotten dubbed um I'm looking now I don't think so
2: yeah. H.I.
0: yeah uh, All right, so uh, any anything more to say about the Tanya movie? Yes,
2: the first season of anime is dubbed. Oh, okay. And who's it licensed by? Hang on a second, I'm getting to that. Uh, Funimation and Crunchyroll, with okay, Madman so...
3: distributing it in Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, so there's, a, there's a, a definitely a good chance of it coming out. If not, I'm sure it'll be on the internet subbed. Well, and it's also, uh,
2: it looks like, not only is it in English, but it's in French, Spanish, Italian, German, Russian, Portuguese. Should
0: I go on? Mm
1: Hmm.
0: Anyway. (laughs) So, uh, let's, uh, I think the next two movies are, are ones that only me and Aaron saw, uh, the first one is the Code Geass Lelouch of the Resurrection. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Lelouch of the re semi colon <laughs> movie. Right. Uh, which, going in, I wasn't really sure what to expect, because good lord, has it been forever since I've paid any attention to Code Geass?
3: It's been like a decade uh, since the show came out.
0: I didn't even realize this movie was coming out until Aaron mentioned it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and even I only realized like two days before it it uh, it was gonna uh, be yeah. in theaters.
0: Yeah, like I don't know, maybe we missed a like some PR lead up or something, but this friggin' came out of nowhere. Uh, it was actually pretty okay. Like it it definitely reminded me of like a it felt like an extended episode of code geass but not one of the really bad ones
3: (laughs) yeah like like a
0: first season episode of code geass
3: it was well done and that kind of surprised me and it wasn't nearly as much of a train wreck as i was expecting which is what is kind of disappointing
0: yeah uh, in some ways yeah um C.C. got to have some, some good lines, got to do some cool stuff, including just no-selling getting shot in the head. <laughs> well, uh, she gets shot a lot in this movie. <laughs> I, I had completely forgotten that C.C. had the power to revive herself, so when she got shot in the face, I was like, okay, well, they're cl- clearly not killing off C.C. like that, but also, I don't know what the, what the hell they're doing. <laughs> Uh, I totally forgot she was basically immortal. Because, <laughs> again, been a decade since I paid attention to Code Geass.
3: Uh, so and they I actually completely... do explain some of it in the yeah, movie. Yeah, they do. Yeah, Which I'm is... not
0: sure if... Did they ever explain that stuff in the series?
3: Not really. They only touched upon it.
0: Yeah, because in the movie, there, Cece's like, Oh, yeah, don't worry, it's fine. I... Like, apparently Cece's revival is, like, she she herself is not immortal. It's just that, like, in the weird magic Code Geass realm, like, it, it, there's basically, like, replacement parts for whatever part of her could potentially get damaged, and it's just instantly replaced whenever she gets hurt, I guess? Mm. Is, I think, what she said?
3: yeah it's so it's weird don't worry about it
0: yeah so she like she still gets damage, and technically she could die it's just that any damage she takes is immediately just replaced by the magic realm they have uh and then there's some there's some like interesting stuff with her having to basically piece together like claim lelouch's mind from again the magic realm the, the movie does a lot more with the like magic weirdness in the series than the sh- i ever recall the show doing except up to like maybe two episodes from the end because like there are a couple episodes where the show does spend a lot of time in doing magic shit especially with charles but uh, maybe i think there's a lot of a lot more with that i think it's the luxury of a movie um and callan got to do some cool stuff i was a little worried that uh she would get sort of shoved to the side but she gets to do some have some cool action scenes um Susuku gets to be an asshole,
3: and you get some cool action <laughs> scenes
0: yeah yeah he yeah like every like most basically any of the characters you would give a shit about get to have their moment in the spotlight which is nice um yeah so like it's it's hard to talk about more about it uh without like spoiling some stuff but They're... if you if you were looking for more code geass this is a very good movie for more code geass.
3: yeah um it's the only thing that I think I had an issue of is that it felt a little bit too fanservy and not in the the um, sexy way. Just yeah, not, not not the titties
0: way of fanservice, but like, oh, yeah,
3: pie. because there's a portion in it where it basically like shows a clip show of what the other people are doing that like aren't actually really part of this. Oh, you mean when they showed the wedding scenes? Yeah, yeah. Okay, they're just yeah. like, hey, these are what these guys are up to. And so, like, that has no relevance on anything.
0: Yeah, sometimes they're even clearly, like... Sometimes they're not even animated that well. Like, it's clearly... It's almost, like, in-between animation.
3: Yeah, there was a few animation t- things that I saw that were a bit off.
0: Yeah, where, like, they clearly did not care about this particular scene. <laughs> But yeah, the, the wedding was definitely like a weird thing to just suddenly throw in there. Just as like a here Lelouch, have some have some information about what all these other people who don't matter were doing.
3: Yeah. It it was it was kinda weird. And also if you've only seen the series, they'll have brought someone back to life inexplicably. And that's because in the the uh this movie apparently continues off of the canon of the three summary movies, in which the one person I am referring to did not die. So that was interesting to see. Yeah.
0: Which is such a wild thing to think about. that The summary movies technically now have a different continuity than the actual series does.
3: I mean, that's not all that d- different from how anime a lot of times does. They recap uh, movies. yeah. Yeah, I guess
0: I guess that's how, because didn't that, because it didn't happen for the original Mobile Suit Gundam summary movies, but I think that happened with the Zeta summary movies, right?
3: Yes. It happened in Zeta, and it happened again in uh, Gundam Seed.
0: Okay. Oh, I didn't realize, I forgot the Gund- Gundam, oh yeah, that's right, I, because I, that's how I experienced Gundam Seed, was I watched the summary movies instead of watching the whole series
3: yeah they, they changed they because they knew that they were going to do another season uh, and they wanted this character to return in the character's death scene um, they altered it to where you initially in the in the show you saw his mask floating in space and therefore he's dead because there's no other way his mask to get into space and then in the movie they they basically wide it out. It's like no, this doesn't exist. <laughs> so that they have plausible deniability. Nice. So that okay. they can then bring it back for the second <laughs> season. Uh the marbles. but yeah, it's relatively common in anime.
2: How many times?
3: But yeah. Also, there are
0: some points in the movie where, like, I genuinely did not know what they were trying to communicate. Again, almost entirely with the magic shit they try to do. Yeah. Like there, there is so there are some abstract sequences where it is not at all clear what is supposed to be happening. Uh, but thankfully, it doesn't really matter that much if you just go with it and try not to think about how the magic works too much. You'll be
3: okay. I mean, that's how you need to experience Gios in the first place.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just don't don't think too hard. I uh. uh, see," said the blind guy. But yeah, it was fun. I'd mm-hmm. recommend it if you like Code Geass.
3: It was a nice blast from the past.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, let's talk about Detective Pikachu, which was shockingly good.
3: Yeah, get it? Shockingly?
0: Uh, I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Detective Pikachu, if you're not already aware somehow, is just a live-action Pokemon movie. Well... Uh, where uh, where a kid played by Justice Smith, his fa- his detective father is possibly murdered, but then he meets a talking Pikachu who says, "No, your dad is definitely is not dead, and we're gonna find him and solve the case." And it just ends up being like a combination of like almost a noir movie parody. Uh, combined with adventure movie that somehow works really well and all the Pokemon looks surprisingly good.
3: Mm. Uh,
0: And I love how Mr. Mime is portrayed as just the worst piece of shit. (laughs) Very good. This is a movie where they burn Mr. Mime alive. (laughs) Kinda. (laughs) uh it's it's really funny uh actually like justice smith is a really funny actor uh and ryan reynolds like does a surprisingly good pikachu voice um yeah and it's just and it's just really fun like there's some there's definitely some weird stuff that happens and it gets it kind of goes Evangelion at the end yeah <laughs> Well, i remember that movie uh i'm not i'm not gonna say specifically why because it would absolutely spoil what the ending sequence is but it gets kind of evangelion uh in the final sequence there it's fine. um but yeah like it's it, if um i i was surprised by how well the live action pokemon looked uh like there, there really aren't any I can think of that looked bad. Um, I I do appreciate that the eye palms were suitably terrifying, <laughs> uh, as as all chimpanzees are. Um, Charizard looked real good. Bulbasaur is the Bulbasaur looked friggin' adorable. Mm. Um, Torteras looked great. Uh, and Psyduck was one of the best parts of the film. (laughs) I can't say why, because it would ruin some of the best jokes, but Psyduck is, is easily one of the best parts of that movie. Um, and I love that the writers loved Psyduck. Uh, They actually did an interview for... I think it was the Blank Check podcast. Um, They actually got the writers of uh, the... A Pokemon movie on their podcast. And uh, I heard... I haven't listened to it myself yet. But they apparently reveal some things. Like they apparently sent... um, Sent questions to the, uh, the Pokemon company um you know the subsidiary of nintendo because it was done with their oversight obviously and one of the questions they asked was like hey how does mr mime work (laughs) and their response was we don't really know Mm. uh and also they the pokemon company apparently asked the writers why they want to use mr mime so much like, they didn't understand why they wanted to use Mr. Mime and suggested against it.
3: Uh, I'm uh, very glad that they did.
0: Yeah, uh, there was also a point where they don't say why this response occurred, but apparently they sent a question they had in a sequence involving Squirtles, where the response that Nintendo sent back to them was that Squirtle does not strategize. <laughs> They do not expand upon why that response from Nintendo was necessary. (laughs) "Uh, Just that it is something they received. Yeah, so I will now be forever curious about what they were about to do with Squirtles that would require
3: them to strategize. Uh, I did really like how they showed um, especially how the Pokemon would actually integrate into a society. Yeah, because one of the
0: fascinating things about the Pokemon movie about Detective Pikachu is that, like, it starts out with Justice, like, trying to be convinced to capture a Cubone. But then almost immediately they introduce Rhyme City, where r- the whole premise of Rhyme City is that actually it's pretty immoral to capture Pokemon and make them fight each other. <laughs> so here's a city where they just live with us. So like making your poke your very first live action pokemon movie about how hey it's pretty f- it's pretty screwed up that like we capture and make these things fight is a bold choice.
3: <laughs> but it was really neat cuz they had squirtles on the fire department. Uh the one boombox yeah. things were a boombox. Oh the
0: yeah, I can't remember what those things are called. I think they're loud dreads. Yes, Loudreds. I can't believe I remember that off the top of my head. Yeah, Loudreds were used as as um boomboxes and and when they get like the the rage gas and go into a berserker rage, they start doing dubstep, which was <laughs> <Yes>. amazing.
3: <laughs> it was a very good movie.
0: Uh yeah, it and then there's like the they had a Charmander that was working at like a street side walk and basically like <laughs> using his tail as the as the heat source. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff um in, in the movie. I highly, highly recommend it.
3: And it, it really, really makes me want a Pokemon game as a more realistic take on and not just like Find capture the Pokemon Battle 8 gems
0: Yeah but like an actual like JRPG storyline Would be Would be great yeah Man that'd be wonderful I I remember I think they Kinda sorta tried to do that With like one of the Pokemon Coliseum games I think it was God what was that Game was it XD Because they had like a story, they had technically, yeah, Gale of Darkness, where they had a storyline where you would purify Shadow Pokemon. I think, Uh, but it it was only kind of sort of a single-player storyline.
3: Yeah, I think some of the, the side games they do try to do a bit more of a storyline than the normal mainline Pikachu or not Pikachu Pokemon games.
0: Yeah, like uh like the Ranger games especially. Yeah. Back back for like the original DS, I think those were for. It. God, those were a long time ago. <laughs> uh but yeah, it would it would be really nice to get like an actual, like, fully fleshed out single player storyline as opposed to just like collecting badges again (laughs) um but yeah anyway uh yeah definitely i I like detective pikachu a lot definitely go see it um i think now that we covered all the movies uh let's move on to one punch man (laughs) episodes five through six uh which the reason why i decided to cover all these movies is because there's a it's not gonna be a lot to talk about with one punch man honestly uh
1: <clears throat> yeah they're 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 still continuing they're basically continuing what's you know what happened in episode four but with uh with that same kind of uh you know all over the place structure where they keep moving from place to
0: place without like you know settling down yeah and it makes it feel it makes the whole thing feel so insubstantial yeah it's Um, like, I can't believe that they're stretching out the fighting tournament this long. (sighs) Really boring. Like, I I was hoping like, okay, cool. The fighting tournament started like, you know, uh, Saitama is going to just easily eliminate all his opponents. This shouldn't take more than like past episode six and no, it's still going. Mm -hmm. um which is a shame because like again i like the premise behind the two parallel storylines going on here but i just i just wish it went faster like i don't really need to see everything that's happening you can just focus on like a couple different things like you can have like the saitama stuff in the fighting tournament and then like maybe give me the metal bat and um and tornado subplots for the like monster attack i don't need to see every hero's subplot in the monster attack storyline but i don't know maybe that's just me
1: uh no yeah i think uh I mean, I sort of see why they're trying to do that. They're sort of trying to basically uh, build up your build up, like the uh, the audience's sympathy for some of like the well uh, second rate heroes, uh, and you know, and uh, to build in a, a a like a form a sort of suspense for it because you know build in tension. Yeah, so like, they're
0: trying to like flesh out their. Larger roster of heroes, so we actually care about
1: them. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's just. The, uh. Yeah.
1: It just. It doesn't really work. Uh. And the, the, yeah, ma- the. It
0: almost does, but I still don't quite care about them enough. Yeah, well. Like. Like I
1: said, the manga had the same problem. It. Because it's like. When I was, like, reading the manga, I was like, come on, okay. Where... Like, where... where? When's Saitama gonna... When's Saitama gonna start doing something awesome? And, uh... You know, and also... Uh... But, I think... Once the tournament's over... Once the tournament's over... Uh... Which it... Well, it should be done... It, hopefully it's, it'll be done by the next episode... Uh... Once that's done... Based on what I've read of the manga... I think the uh, the story will get in a, get in a better place, um, because uh, yeah, because after that uh, there there's going to be more uh, actually more character development for
0: Garo. So that'll be nice because because I, I do like Garo a lot still.
1: He's yeah um, he. They they build up they build on the relationship between Garo and that little kid. Uh, that that he was that he was like hanging out with on the uh, park barring bench and the whatnot. Hero manual,
0: yeah, barring the hero. Okay, yeah, on. that that's good because that was a, like a really interesting interaction. <sighs> yeah, so something to look forward to. Good, cool.
2: I give these two episodes threes. Boring.
0: Yeah, I'll, i I can. I can go with that because like there there were some you know fun parts to them, but just there wasn't. There wasn't enough.
2: Well, we didn't even get enough tornado to uproot a building or anything.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: see see that's the thing that's that's one of the things about that about uh the uh one punch man about one punch man uh the whole universe there is that you know, you don't actually need Saitama to save the day all the time. I mean, I know like Metal Knight's a complete douchebag who doesn't care about people, but uh Tornado's decent when she's fine, when she actually goes up against uh when she actually goes up against bad guys. Yeah, and Genos is pretty strong too. Well, Genos continually gets outmatched because he's uh 'cause when when he goes up against the strongest monsters, he can't quite he can't quite seal the deal.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like it's it's not that Genos is actually bad, it's just he always, you know, gets the short end of the stick in terms of monster matchups. Like, he always gets the really hard one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he totally would have been able to just wipe out that, like, whip lady if he had faced her instead. Um, but yeah, so let's uh, move on to Fairy Gone, Episodes 5 through 6. Um, I liked Episode 5 a lot. Uh, I barely remember Episode 6, so I'm not going to... Comment, comment on that one much but uh, I did like episode 5 um, which started out with a actually a pretty interesting flashback um, with an assassin, uh, where uh, Veronica tries to assassinate Ray Dawn um, and then sort of moves on to the continuation of uh, the fight that um Free and Marlia are having with, um, I think it's Jonathan, and what was the other lady? And she's Bittersweet's Hench Uh, People. Bittersweet? No, it was Bittersweet's
2: Hench People. Hang on a second. Uh, The name you are looking for is... It didn't refresh fast
0: uh, oh, is it, was it Patricia? Was it Patricia? Yeah, Patricia Pearl. Yeah, it's Patricia. It's Patricia and Jonathan. Were the people yeah. that are fighting? Um, I'm just trying
2: to figure out if Jonathan is actually among the demised, or if Veronica's thing just kind of left him gushy.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I. Uh, uh, I I think this is also the first time that we see Veronica's fairy, right? Uh I thought we saw it
2: once before.
0: Okay, if we did I don't remember it. Uh or at the very least I don't remember seeing the fairy enter someone's body and then like Yeah. yeah.
1: That, that's what Yeah, it does. I think it was in the I think there was a bit of it in the first episode. Uh but uh but it, yeah, it didn't it didn't show uh it didn't show the full of extent full extent of its powers. That's for sure. Okay.
2: So, uh, and uh, in, in episode six, uh, Carla and Marley uh, get to go chasing after the bad guy uh,
0: Dice. It gets a little dicey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I- i was actually pretty impressed by the fight choreography particularly for um veronica versus jonathan um because for the most part like veronica doesn't use her fairy until like the very end well, it's um, because jonathan had to be cut yeah uh, that's what i assumed um and so uh for the most part it's just like a knife fight between the two of them with uh, Veronica uh, occasionally having to dodge um, and deal with Jonathan's own fairies. So it was it was actually like a pretty fun fight that wasn't just like two supernatural beings punching each other. Uh, so yeah, I, I really dug episode five. Um, I'll let you all talk about episode six because I was distracted by other things while I was watching it. So I barely remember hardly any of
2: it. We're we're still after the tome, and they found out that a tome was auctioned to, and the person who picked it up was a courier named Dice, and so Marlia and Carla go dressing up in street attire, even though Marlia's got this big box on her shoulder, but that's okay. Um, And they go chasing after him. Uh, Let's see, who all, a whole bunch of people were in that um I see Bittersweet was there.
1: Um yeah yeah, Bittersweet uh yeah because uh the cons the context is that uh <clears throat> is that both uh Dorothea and uh and uh Gui Carlin are are uh basically they both have the intel that says yeah, okay, there's a uh there's a piece of the black tome um, in there. And so they're both on the, they're both on the hunt for it and they're both chasing dice. But, uh, uh, bittersweet misses the train.
2: Yep. And, uh, there's a bar scene with, uh, where we get to meet most of the members of the group, uh, a little bit from Wolfram. Um, we come to find out why Victoria is, uh, has tried once to kill Ray Dawn and will keep on trying to kill him. Much to Marley's dismay. Let's see what else was there. Oh, and we got a little bit of Carla's backstory that she was res rescued by uh, Nine Hour.
1: Uh, let me just say, the uh, the chief
0: the chief looks awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm trying to remember what the chief looks like. She's really really butch. Oh, I think here. I think I know who you who you're this, talking about. This will help. Yeah, if you give me a screenshot. Okay, very gone characters. Uh, let's see here. Is she just called the chief or does she yeah, no, I have an acronym?
2: Or yeah, N e i n a u l a r. Uh, second row, third down.
0: Oh right, yeah. Okay, yeah. I remember her now. Yeah, she's got a great design. Like all, honestly, all the characters in this show have pretty good designs. Yep. Um, uh, there, there's a nice, there's a nice variety. Uh, and I mean, uh,
2: and, and and in episode six, we also find out that one of the artificial fairies is being fooled with. We don't realize, we realize how it's being fooled with. They don't, but I'm sure they're going to find out about it.
1: Right, yeah, because, uh, the, yeah, and so the thing with that is that the, uh, the artificial fairies are controlled through sound, and so, like, so, so the controller uses this, uh, uses this special, like, musical instrument, uh, to, uh, to like control, a... to control his fairies, and, uh, but then somebody else in an, off in an alley, has a has like a similar as a similar instrument that interferes with the uh, that interferes with the control and well basically hijacks the basically hijacks them.
2: Well, only hijacked the one though, because it didn't affect the other two, and it looks like a miniature recorder is what he's putting right. into. Um, but uh, the uh, the would be chihuahua gets some time in that episode too does a lot of sniffing you're not gonna let me you're not gonna let me leave the Chihuahua thing down dusty so I'm gonna just keep dogging it <laughs> uh, I'll keep dogging it here that's fine yeah Because to me it looks like a chihuahua all right so we're done with that that's fair uh, what else I can't think of but anything else. Except well, we're getting a setup, getting a setup again for another square off with everybody.
1: Yep. Yeah. Anyway, all in all, I think a solid, solid bunch of episodes. I'll give them fours.
2: Yep, I'm with you.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I'll definitely give episode five a uh, four. Um, I will say my piece on episode six once I rewatch it, because <laughs> I'm okay. getting to rewatch it. Uh. Well, you know, um, distract. I know about the distraction bit. So let's move on to Carolyn Tuesday episodes five through six, um, <laughs> and I, I have to admit, it does kind of feel like this show is spinning its wheels. Um, um it
2: might just a little bit. There is, there is. I mean, we. Uh, We got some interesting things about what Tao is really thinking about doing. Um, Gus is Gus is trying as as much as could be, and then we uh, we met a uh, new character, Crystal, uh, uh, who is the uh, she is the uh, Songstress of the galaxy at the moment, or at least Songstress of Mars. And, uh, she was, she was moved by, uh, Carol and Tuesday's performance, so.
1: Yeah, right. Well, yeah, episode, well, episode five, they, they get their first gig, which is, they get to do one song in a bar. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and, like, yeah, the guy that's uh, I guess, uh, Gus's old friend, Gus's old friend turns him down to, for getting a, uh. Getting a spot at the Sidonia Festival, but then in episode six they get a spot as the backup, or as as sort of like the Plan B for when, uh, if and when the uh, you know the main act, uh, who are who are very unreliable and temperamental, don't show.
2: Well, it's the lead lead of the Omega Group that uh, has a tendency to get drunk, punch things, show up, unable to perform or cancel at the last second. So, anytime you book this guy, you've got to have a backup act for him.
1: Yeah. That, yeah, I, 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 I have the feeling that, uh, I have the feeling that, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty typical of, uh, well, uh, it resembles a lot of uh, a lot of uh, real life musicians Yep.
2: especially the 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 rock and roll types you know that come out and and are being mobbed by
1: uh fangirls right yeah so they get to do uh <coughs> So they get to so so, yeah. So uh, so Joshua is uh, late is late to the show is late to the show, and uh, so Carol and Tuesday, you know, start start their set start their set, but uh, you know, but uh, the uh, the crowd is a very tough crowd. They do not like the fact that
2: uh, they Joshua, do not like the yeah. fact
1: that. They do not like the replacements.
2: Yeah, and so they're uh, pelted with assorted uh, food, bottles, but they keep keep on singing. Of course, uh, Tuesday has a uh, a, case of the nerves and uh, Carol looks for something for her to drink and she grabs what she thinks is a bottle of water and giving her the bottle of water it's actually a bottle of pretty potent alcohol for Joshua because Like we said, Joshua kind of shows up drunk, so sometimes you got to keep the drunk drunk so he can perform. Anyway, uh, yeah, a, a shot of whatever was in Joshua's bottle, and Tuesday was ready to uh, pull the house down. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's progressing. What Tao is doing with uh Angela, though, is like, uh um okay. he—he's—he's he's going to make her into a, hes going to make her into an electronic idol. But we'll see how this all works out because we come to find out Tao's history is—he's uh, into mind control. Oh, okay.
1: Well, no, I mean, basically, what he is is he's a neuro—he's a, a neuroscientist who's working on AI. Yep. That's, yeah that's
2: his thing, yeah but
1: so I think he wants
2: to make an AI that happens to look like Angela, but who knows we we're, we're not to that point yet, but uh the uh the whole stunning part of it was at the end is uh when they were behind stage, Carol and Tuesday trying to have the Curie breakup moment and uh, uh yeah. Crystal walks up to him and tells him that, uh, they've got, well, and they had that uh, run in with Skip and his, they accidentally dodged into Skip's trailer trying to avoid Ertugan who said, I hear annoying women. I hear them. Where are they? So of course, then again, he seems to have sometimes the memory capacity. Uh, I don't want to upset gerbils, but yeah, gerbils. Um, uh, the girls find out in that experience that uh, they've got something. Just be true to themselves and don't let the bright
0: lights uh, ruin what they're up to. Yeah. One of the the frustrating things for me about the latest episodes of Carol on Tuesday is that I like the moment-to-moment interactions with the characters. um, But it's feeling more and more like the overall overarching structure of it is pretty rote and not really well thought out um Hap-hastard. and yeah and like uh Fathomless Blue uh, made a big tweet thread about it where he was definitely harsher on the show th- than I feel but there are definitely some points he made where I, I find it hard to disagree um and one of the things that like he brought up, which, which I think is, is definitely interesting, is that Shinichiro Watanabe is setting this in what is technically supposed to be the future. Like, so far in the future that we are terraforming Mars, and yet his view of how the music industry works seems to be set, like, 30 years ago.
1: Mm-hmm,
2: <laughs>
0: like, yeah. from our time. Yeah. Like it's still stuck in the seventies.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it's like yeah, they they're like they're not even doing they're not even you know they're not even you know capitalizing on you know the level of social media
0: that even ex- that exists today because yeah they don't even have a SoundCloud and I know like I I sound like I'm being facetious but no literally they don't have a SoundCloud why don't they have a SoundCloud.
2: Well, it's uh, probably because
0: Gus is an antique. Yeah, but no, but really, even <laughs> then, like someone like someone like uh, Carol should absolutely know about that sort of thing. Like, I can sort of see that Tuesday might not, because she's sheltered, but Carol like has street smarts. Like, she would definitely know about social media, um, and like there there are plenty of artists that i know uh well not know personally but know of that have made decent money like haven't gotten super mega rich or super mega famous but have made decent lives for themselves um selling their music on Bandcamp and like um collecting and fostering a small but loyal and dedicated group of fans who like their work the the structure of how music like is sold and how people can like promote their work has changed like in the past decade uh and absolutely none of that is being represented by Carol and Tuesday, and instead Watanabe is just telling, you know, the same yeah. old yeah, just like again, story that we've heard that we've seen hundreds of times before in other music biopics <laughs> Starboy, about bands that uh, made it big in the 70s. Oh so yeah, it looks like 90s,
1: uh, Dusty had a like, Discord you know, fail. They, um,
0: they get the eye but, of. Okay, so to continue producer, to continue the they, thought. Got their first yeah it's like
1: okay, doing that nonsense like that fit in episode four with the the AI fake AI video director. It's actually
0: not how most you know find their success. Like,
1: why would they need to bother with that?
0: <laughs> like because even ones that do get I think I I I, I, I missed that before. It's but just going viral like, on Twitter, even
1: you know they have an Instagram account. Also, I just where just they can do stuff, why don't they just like, you know, shoot there's, themselves, uh, shoot themselves, you know, you know, basically, you know, tape themselves like, uh, playing their songs and then just upload that.
2: Well, I, I agree with you. I'm, 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 there, there's, I don't know, maybe they catch up. Well, I, I, I think out of a feeling they're going to catch up here, but I, I, I get a feeling what's holding them back at the moment is Gus and roddy should know better and roddy's not saying anything so roddy is as far as i'm concerned is just as
0: guilty as gus is because you know that's the weird thing to me yeah is that roddy is the one who took that initial instagram photo well no no wait sorry he didn't take the he, he took the video right uh so like they they do have like the youtube stuff for that but then Roddy hasn't really done anything with social media that since then. Like, No one's encouraged Carol and Tuesday to set up a Twitter account to interact with their fans or anything like that. Well, and it that, just seems very, very weird.
2: Well, he recorded the gig at Elizabeth's bar, but we never knew whether it made it to the web or not. So, yeah. Now, the one thing I do want to say is uh, Tuesday's brother does show up. Tuesday's brother does find her. Tuesday's brother sees what she's up to and sees that she's enjoying life. Tuesday's brother picks up a suitcase and goes back home to mother. I want to see how that's going to go over. Cause yeah, run- I was mother- glad
0: to see that Tuesday's brother was not an asshole.
2: Because
0: t- oftentimes in stories like this, they
2: are. Well, because t- Tuesday's mom is running for political office, and if, uh, you know... Uh, her her daughter becomes uh, controversial. You know, politicians don't like controversy. Well, they're not supposed to like con- Let's not get into political discussion. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see when Sunday Boy goes home and says, Yeah, I found her mom. She's happy. I'm not bringing her home. Poof. That should go over like balloon of lead. <laughs> Um, I give them fives.
1: I am going to give them fours because the, uh, uh well, I think uh, the, uh, it's just, it's just some aspects of it are not, some aspects of it fall flat when you think about them too much.
2: Well, see, I, I guess I grew up with a bunch of my friends doing the band bit, so I'm kind of looking at this going, yeah, this all looks familiar, Ben. They've seen this, and, you know, um, uh, as long, like I said, as long as they keep doing their own work and remember who they are, and
0: don't let the bright lights get to them, they should be fine. I hope. Uh, I'm gonna give you these episodes threes. I think. Okay. I'm still enjoying it, but uh, it's definitely starting to. The formula grind. is definitely starting to wear thin on me.
2: Uh, grind on you a little bit, sir.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, let's finish up with uh, Fruits Basket episodes five through six.
2: You know, we we knew at the end of the episode that Grandpa was calling her home, and we knew she was going to go home. I don't think Toru was even expecting the reaction that she got from those under Grandpa's roof when she arrived, especially the snooty ones. He says, well, I sent a private detective to see what you were up to. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, I've I had forgotten just how terrible uh toru's immediate family was yeah like aside from her grandfather who's rad
2: yeah well you know when the when the guy bought mouth off he says well you haven't done anything improper have you grandpa slapped him yeah yeah grandpa yeah that
0: was real good
2: well i mean these people don't understand the words platonic relationship of course then again where toru is she couldn't have a close personal relationship unless she wants to be surrounded by animals all the time
0: yeah exactly That kind of
2: that kind of a relationship you know a, a contact relationship
0: yeah also like just yuki and kyo have so many of their own internal issues to deal with that like they wouldn't even be trying to start a relationship with Toru like they've got their own stuff to sort out
1: they are not ready no, 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 nobody no. nobody is ready for but, nobody yeah, is ready exactly. for this yeah
2: that whole side of the family from uh, Akito all the way down to uh, Mo Mo, Mo Me, Momiji Mo, yeah Momiji yeah I'll, I'll get it one of these years yeah, yeah, yeah. that that whole group is like
0: yeah that that is one of the things that I like about Fruits Basket a lot, and what sets it apart from a lot of these other a lot of other harem anime of its day, and uh, e- even modern versions, is that in a lot of harem anime, like from the very first episode, it's like, well, why why don't these people just get together? Like, it's just 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 have sex already, God damn it. Mm-hmm. Um, in Fruits Basket, it's very obvious why none of them get together immediately it's it's because they've got their own shit to work out first like none of them are in any emotional state to be in an intimate relationship with each other okay <laughs> like, they've got too many hang-ups to work through And uh... um, so it, it so it's more about like th- from the beginning you you pretty much know that toru is going to get with one or both of them the the question is not if that's going to happen. The question is, how long is it going to take to work out their problems, and 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 how is that gonna, how is that going to manifest exactly? How are they going to work through their problems?
2: And Taru's two friends from school, the uh, psychic and the uh, former biker girl. Uh,
1: I love those
0: girls. I love episode those six was so good. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's yeah. like. Well, we need to check things out. We'll just come home with you and oh well we'll go home and change first. But we're gonna come home with you and see what see what this place is like. And it it all worked out good. You know, again, that could have turned into something obnoxious and it didn't.
0: Yeah, both Arisa it helps that Arisa and Hana are both like even their comedic even though they're comedic relief, they're very often presented as voices of reason like, one of the very few voices of reason in this show. Like, it's pretty much them and the dog, whose name I can't remember. Shigure. Um, yeah. Like, everyone else has, like, their own stuff to sort through and their own, like, mental hang-ups, whereas those three are like, they're goofy and they're weird, but they mostly got their heads on straight. Um so they're there to act as counterbalances and sort of like uh, to, to be the people saying like you know don't worry about it Toru you're doing the right thing or like no you're definitely not doing the right thing um, and so having them both be the comedic relief and also sort of it, it also in a sense like the straight men too it is a really interesting and nuanced dynamic for characters like that. Uh, which makes them stand out to me and and makes them really fun. Cause like, yeah, they're goofy, but they know what they're doing.
1: <laughs>
0: well, as we
2: see more of this clan, we're going to realize just, uh, <laughs> I I've watched parts of Fruits Baskets, but I never watched the whole thing. And uh, it was more to entertain a, me- a member of the family at the time. But the more I'm watching this, it's like, oh yeah, this is, this has got all the all the of a really hilarious train wreck when it finally happens. And Toru, I think, is in a position where she's going to be just fine no
0: matter what happens yeah um i i really enjoyed these two episodes they were man five and six were so much better than episode four was uh well uh and yes they they, it, it benefits from the it benefits from the lack of kagura (laughs) <laughs> yeah, from the proximity to Congress, you're like, okay, well, that was the bad part of Fruits Basket. Here's here's how good it can be. This <laughs> as a reminder. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely give both of these episodes fives. Ditto. Yeah, I'm gonna
1: give, I'm gonna give them fives.
0: Uh, Alright, so that'll be it for our reviews. Uh, we did get uh, one question on Twitter uh, from Demoon Rules. Uh, he asks what sport deserves an anime adaptation i think jai alai or roller derby could be promising um i think we've answered this question before but it's always nice to get it again on occasion because like my thoughts change on sports uh and now that i've gotten into f1 i think Mm an f1 anime could actually be pretty fun
2: well, you know the original F one. I mean, the original F one that's anime was Speed Racer. You
0: yeah, know? exactly. But like more grounded and, and well, serious. Well, yeah, and, and, and like, and, if you can get a billion episodes out of Initial D, you can definitely get at least a, a season out of F one. And, and you, can, uh, you,
2: can, you, you you can do it without Pops and Trixie. You know, it's well maybe Trixie, but you
0: can do it without Pops. Oh, and the monkey's
2: got to go too.
3: Especially
0: because, like, there's so much, like, really insular stuff about F1 that you could use, like, as tournament arc complications. Like, oh, our, like, one of our team members got a better deal from another team, and now they, like, they switched over. Uh, Like, when Ricardo... Uh, like when in real life in 2018 Ricardo left Red Bull to mm-hmm. join um, Renault Yeah. Uh, and, and... or or like when uh, when the F1 governing body uh, makes rules changes as to uh, how the car can be built, oh. uh, which will happen sometimes. Or like
2: the first part of the season where Renaults were good for catching on fire when you least expected
0: it. <laughs> Yeah, like all the engine problems that Renault had, uh, suspension
2: problems the Ferrari had last year. Oh yeah, you yeah you can come up with with a thousand different lines of this day th- rain. Yeah, weather uh, issues
0: on the track. Yeah, exactly. You know,
2: be- uh, too hard a to compound, too soft a to compound. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, you, can,
0: you you can go you can go bananas in
2: that that respect.
1: There is actually an anime about go kart racing. <laughs> that would be fun, too. I,
2: I, I, I used to do that.
1: In, in called a, uh, called Capita.
2: Of course, nowadays, you... go-karts are, from what they were when I was go-karting, this is like, you know, it's like driving a miniature Formula One car, some of these new go-karts. Of course, if you saw the price of some of them, it's like a miniature F1 car.
0: <sighs> well, 52 episodes of anime. Yeah. Only 32 volumes of manga. So was there just a lot of like anime original stuff then, or did they really no? It out?
1: It's no, uh, um, no. Actually, for thirty-two episodes of manga, uh, fifty-two episodes of anime is actually too short.
0: Oh, right. I was I was thinking chapters, not volume. No, that's that, volume. <laughs> it's like uh, never mind.
1: Yeah, that, that's like, like
0: uh, yeah. I mean, that's over a hundred chapters. Well, released in two thousand five to two thousand six. Okay.
2: Yeah, so it would uh, huh. kind of have that later um, speed racer kind of animation to it in that in that genre. Yeah, Did
0: that have been just before we started cast A lot
2: of things happened just before we started BacaCast. Baka I would actually, speaking but of which, I would actually you're read the world. We've been doing cast for ten years, but we're not going to. I actually
1: it. read some of the author's other works. Uh, 'Cause the manga author I am familiar with the manga author, uh Masahito Soda. Who's uh I remember I uh I'd I'd read what his uh I'd read uh his uh his manga Subaru. Yeah and uh, uh of okay. uh and also uh uh Boon Subaru Solitude Standing. I, don't, I read those. They're really good. They're about ballet.
0: Oh, oh okay. Okay, it would have been five years before we started doing weekly reviews on BacaCast. All right, that's...
2: Yeah, but that's we are we yeah, are coming I up on doing BacaCast for ten years, you know that.
0: Yeah, we are, yeah. 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 One one more year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been
1: on the
2: podcast yeah, I should, for five years now. Uh, I should now.
0: take a look at Capita to see if I like it. It's not quite F1, but I'm sure there there will be some... At least some similarities. Yeah. Well,
1: I think the pro. I think one potential one potential problem was that the uh, is that the anime was released in the middle of the manga's run.
0: Uh. Oh, really? uh, Yeah. yeah, Because the
1: the manga ran from 2003 to 2013, according to Wikipedia. Um, but the anime ran from 2005 to 2006, which means that the anime would have only covered at most, the first three years of the manga's run. Huh.
2: Now, did the author take off and take the manga based on what the anime was like and proceed from there, or did he just keep beating his own drum? That would be the
0: interesting thing to know, too. Uh, Let's see. Man, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll watch the I don't know, maybe... Because I because I have started reading manga again, specifically because I can't. I want to I want to get caught up with JoJo, so I actually just started reading Stone Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm sorry guys, I went
2: so far on JoJo, and then finally I it, I won't say it got old, but it just kind of lost
1: some of its glitter. Yeah, I I don't know. I might read Stone Ocean after we're finished with uh, Golden Wind.
0: Uh, y- y'all, Jolene is really good. <laughs> She's a really good protagonist. Okay. I like Stone Ocean a lot so far, um, and I am extremely excited for for when that anime gets made. Okay. Well, what I'm really curious about is is to see how part seven steel ball run actually ends up because everything I've heard about it just sounds real wild. Uh, yeah. Well, one of the things about season about uh steel ball run
1: is that, uh, it was released. it was that, right. So like the first six parts were released in weekly shonen jump, original, originally serialized in weekly shonen jump. The, uh, the, uh, starting with Part 7, was serialized
0: in uh, a Seinen magazine. Oh, okay. So, so... So it switched magazines? It switched magazines.
1: Huh. Or, or rather, they... Yeah, you know, I mean... <clears throat> yeah. Because, yeah... Cause yeah, actually, do find cause inter- oh, Iraqi took ahead, like, Iraqi took like a year off after uh, stone ocean was done.
0: Huh. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I, I, I do find it interesting that like, cause I remember on, on the, uh, on Kaisen Rewatch, we've been talking about how, how a lot more brutal some of the body horror is in part sit, part uh, five, what I've noticed about part six is that Iraqi has definitely backed off on that. Like, there's still some body horror, but it's a way more tame than even like some of the early battles in part five were. So I'm not sure what happened with Iraqi. I, I know, like, in, in some interviews, he was saying that he was kind of in a dark place for part five. So I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe he got better after uh, uh and then like realize that it's like whoa i did some real messed up stuff in part five didn't i uh because so far part six has been uh, a lot more a lot more tame though i mean it's still jojo so you're still gonna get some stuff <laughs> uh but yeah no it, that's that's that was my very long winded and rambly answer to that question, I guess.
1: Uh, yeah, let's see. I'm I'm trying to think of yeah, I'm trying to think of like what sports haven't been done in in manga or anime
0: and it's really hard. Probably a small list. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's it's really hard to come up with something. I I mean all the big ones have been taken. Uh Yeah, like, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. What have they done with... Let's see. What have they done with Ice Hockey?
0: Oh, have they done Ice Hockey? Um, that's a good question. Hockey anime. Let's find out. (laughs) Uh... Let's see here. Uh, There's... Oh, is this... Is this actually a hockey? Because I just got a Wikipedia result called My Heavenly Hockey Club, but I'm not sure if that's actually about hockey, is the thing. (laughs) It just seems to be a reverse harem manga. Yeah, I I don't know. Larry asked, soccer... Oh, hell of a
1: lot of stuff has been done with soccer.
0: Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Well, like, I, I, um, okay, I'm back, by the way. <clears throat> At
1: least I
0: think yeah, I'm back. I th- the, the, most, um, the, most pop, the most famous one is, like, um, uh, I think it's Inazuma? Uh, yeah, there's Inazuma Eleven. Uh, Captain Tsubasa is, like, the
1: granddaddy of oh, soccer. God, oh, yeah. my okay, yeah, Captain Tsubasa. There's also, a few years back, there was also Days, which was pretty good.
2: So let's uh, see we we've done figure skating and uh, ice ho- ice hockey yeah, that was the one that you guys were talking about It's like I did you find anything for ice hockey
0: um I don't let's see there uh there are no anime. Uh, okay, so uh, I checked a Reddit thread. Apparently Heavenly Hockey Club is a, is actually about hockey. So there is a, one manga about ice hockey, but there are no anime yet. Uh, as far as I can tell from this Reddit post from back in 2014. <laughs> yeah. um, um, also, I mean, if we want to get real obscure... Uh, there's hurling, which is a Gaelic sport, uh, which is kind of like lacrosse, uh, but if lacrosse was way meaner.
2: Well, that, or we could, if you want something, you know, that's got, for the blood and gore people, you could always do rugby.
1: That's been done. There was one called All Out a few years ago. Oh, okay.
0: Well, phooey. Have we run out of ideas yet? uh apparently there have been no anime about cricket yet so if if an anim- if a manga creator ever like falls in love with the united kingdom maybe there'll be a cricket manga someday uh but...
1: there was an arc there was an arc of black butler which had cricket
0: <laughs> of course there was <laughs> okay so not a dedicated anime about it but it was apparently mentioned at least once
1: well, yeah, because it, because it, because this arc took place in a, in a, took place in an English, in a, uh, an English, uh, an English private school.
0: Okay. All right. That makes a lot of sense then. All right. All right. Yeah. So, so ice hockey, F1 cricket. <laughs> there we go. Yeah.
2: I guess we don't uh, need,
0: we don't need no NASCAR. No, no. Honestly, like, why, why watch NASCAR? There are so many better options.
3: Uh, yeah. Was F one any different? Golf.
0: F one is way more exciting. It's the same thing. They go around the track. There are way more curves <sighs> in the track. There's like way more things you have to worry about. They wreck often. Yeah. Call
3: me when there's explosions. Nah. Uh, well, there's never, there's never going to
0: be like actual explosions because that would kill people. Well, Harry. that used to be that way, but it's gotten much better. <laughs> okay, yes, there it used to be. Yeah. Modern uh, F F1... one, <laughs> modern F
1: one cars are actually designed so that even when they explode, they don't kill the driver. It's kind yeah. of amazing.
2: They have this uh, survival cocoon. I guess though, <laughs> if you want to see smoke, fire, and and etc. in F one, just by Renault stock at the moment. <laughs> Of course, I understand that they're working on the problem. It's called a fire extinguisher. Uh, <laughs> you know, for those Renault people who aren't happy with what I just said, your cars catch on fire. <laughs> Sorry. Everyone it's, it's knows yeah, bad. One, one, of, one of those facts, like, yeah, but I had a, I've had had two Renaults in my life. So, I mean, they're basically, they're not a bad car, but. It seems the racing development team is a little bit in the pyromaniac side. Fire! Fire! Okay, we're done.
0: Alright, anyway. <coughs> so, yeah, that'll be it for, I think, that question. <laughs> yeah, think- uh, and also... F- and also for the podcast, uh, for well, not the entire podcast, just for this episode of the podcast. Oh, no, we're,
2: we're going to hit that
0: 10-year anniversary, and we'll we'll
2: sing praises of something or other when that comes.
0: Yeah, and then we'll all walk into the ocean, never to be seen again. For you, that's going to be... Uh, well,
2: no, actually, it's, the ocean is a longer
0: walk for me than it is for you. Uh, anyway, uh, so... <laughs> As always, you can uh, send us questions or comments at our blog at www.projecttarahee.net or at audioentropy.com uh, You can also tweet at me like De Moon Rules did at stilts the GM And you can tweet at me at this, Linky Yeah, you cannot tweet at Larry because he's busy doing far better things than being on Twitter Yeah, sleep Uh, uh Anyway, uh, Ben, Justin. three, two, one, get a bush.
2: Okay, so if you watch hockey, if I say hand pass and tell you that I'm a St. Louis Blues fan, you'll understand my uh, <clears throat> demeanor. See you later. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>